Welcome to the Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast. I am your host, Snarf Chris. Uh, joined, as always, with Critter. Hey, how you doing? I'm Critter, and of course we are joined today by Danger. Hello. Danger. It's great to be back. <laughs> Still using the name. Still getting used to it. It's Still getting process. used to the it's name, dude. It's going nowhere. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see by we'll see by issue. Th- oh, this is issue two, by the way. Issue two. Uh, we want to thank everybody for the positive response that we got from issue one. We're happy to announce that we're on iTunes now. We're on Stitcher. All before our second podcast. I don't know if you guys realize this, but every uh, show we release a new graphic to go with the show, and it's comic book based theme graphic. So if you look at it, it'll say issue one, issue two, and that's how we're going to refer to them from now on. Uh, we have this pretty amazing uh, uh, graphic designer. That's a lie. That's doing all the graphics for us. He's really good. Really, really good. Well, I don't I, know his name. I think we've had some excellent models for these things, too. <laughs> yeah, you'll, um, you'll, you'll see what episode, we're talking about. Episode one, really, that, that was one handsome devil. And he really just caught Ooh, the likeness. I see what you did devil. there. He caught the, he caught the likeness of the, of the episode. We got a few places that you can follow us at. Of course, uh, you can always email us at somewhat nerdy radio at gmail.com of course you can find us on facebook and twitter today's episode uh we got a few things that we're going to talk about in the news uh what do we got on the the docket today well with in the news we're going to talk about some stuff about batman vs superman just what we kind of think about it real quick um some star wars uh stuff about rogue one and the april fools thing that netflix put out maybe some wrestlemania stuff and then wrestlemania 32 and then uh, our, our main topic will be of the real Ghostbusters. 80s greatness that we base the rest of our lives on. I live, I live my life according to the movies and the cartoon. There you go. So what have y'all guys been up to lately? Well, me? Oh, man, I've actually uh, had a pretty amazing little week here. After talking about cleaning out my garage and finding the Marvel Masterpieces, I was really kind of excited. I was like, you know what? I really kind of want that, like, a prominent display in my house. And I was thinking about, like, maybe framing them all. But then I was like, I'm missing a few here and there. So I went on eBay, and I found someone that's selling the entire series. $500. <laughs> no, 30 bucks. 30 bucks, of 30 course. Bucks. What <laughs> a deal. What a deal. <laughs> I bet it'll cost me, like, uh, $100, maybe It's going to cost you more to frame it than to the frame it. Yeah, absolutely. You. But... You know, my, my friend owns a frame shop. He'll do a really good job, and it'll be at a really decent price. Um, and what year is uh, the set? The, it's 92, the original. 92, the original set. Original okay. Marvel Masterpieces. So you're missing how many cards? I don't I don't know exactly because I never did the count, but nice. uh, there's 100 on the checklist. And then there's uh, six holograms, and I bought the whole set for 30 bucks. 30 bucks. That's, that's not Realize bad. what the card packs cost like $5 back in the day? How many came <laughs> Those in a pack? Those people made their money, huh? How, how much came in a pack? Uh, Probably about 10. What's it, 10? Maybe less. Maybe it was five or seven. These, I don't even remember. These are the cards with all the stats on them? No, no, no. no. These, these were the are Marvel like Masterpieces. the art cards. Yeah, they're, they're the painted oh. ones. What about you, Randall? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that slipped up. Yeah, Danger. you better straighten up. <laughs> Danger. They're straighten up on well, it's, that. It's new, man. I'm sorry. You know, like Critter, you say Critter, like, oh, well, that's ingrained in you because most people know me immediately <laughs> as Critter. It's not one of those, hey, you're Chris and you want to go by Critter. It's like, oh. I know. This is totally new. This is totally new. Danger. 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 Danger what you've been doing. <laughs> well, recently, my Dungeons and Dragons group, we were all together and I showed everyone that awesome artwork from episode one, how I was looking very fly. Issue on the cover. one. Issue one. They really liked it and they thought that it would be a great idea to start up start up some content with our Dungeons and Dragons group. A lot of us get animated and really into it. We might see something come from that soon. Are you talking about a podcast? I'm talking about recordings. I don't know. Like, I don't know if we'll put it for out. our YouTube channel or Yeah, maybe maybe that. I don't know what what medium would use 
the idea I shot past him was that I was just going to write out in like a story mode where I would I would write an actual chapter of what we had been through and then read it to them. And okay, they could react. you, you got to have a great voice for that. Okay, I have I'm no thinking, idea how Dungeons and Dragons works. I, I've, so. I only played once and I got instantly bored. Nice. And I was like 12. <laughs> oh, okay. But I mean, okay, so what kind of voice would you use? Because I mean, like, if you're just going to use your danger voice, I don't know if I would want to listen to that for like for like a Dungeons and Dragons. I feel like it should be like more of a Ben Kingsley type voice. Oh, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Maybe I'll have auditions with the group. We can try them all out and see <laughs> and see how it goes. Or I could put a growl into yeah. my voice. I could oh, get see, really see, into see, it. That's not bad. And this, this would be different characters. Like the paladin would be all righteous. Righteous fury. You know what? And then you know what? I'm on board. You're Already, on board? You, did, you did pretty well. <laughs> you got the job. <laughs> you, got, you. you got your own job for your own we'll bring, podcast. We'll bring a child in to do the halfling voices. Uh, maybe be, I should just do it. I'll do that in the women, apparently. <laughs> All right, what about you, Starf Chris? Uh, or Chris? Nothing much. Uh, I went to another garage sale. I found a PlayStation 2 with like 30 different games, 30 bucks. But the problem was I only wanted one game out of it. I wanted uh, Final Fantasy VII. Oh, yeah. Mint and Package. I don't think the thing's ever been played before. Or, Doesn't do that game, make do it... games fetch money like that if they're mint? I don't there were so many uh, Final Fantasy VII's made that they're not worth crap. I mean, they're just not worth anything. You can buy them brand new. Like some of them sealed for under $100. Open, they're like 15 20 bucks. So it's nothing. Um, a lot of those type of games, especially the PlayStation 2 games, they made so many of them. This is like the comic books from the 90s that aren't worth yeah. anything because right. there's lots of them. You, right when we started collecting, yeah, like, exactly. oh, that's going to mean something. And it turns out it means nothing. <laughs> so it came with uh, like 30 different games. I paid 30 bucks for it, maybe 35. But that's it now. Rest of the week, I work. All right, well, let's just move right along to the new segment of, uh, if we want to start, uh, let, let's start with Batman versus Superman real quick. Uh, I saw it last weekend, uh-huh. so the the weekend that, the following weekend after it got released. I know last podcast we talked about how the rankings were on Low. Rotten Tomatoes, so let's pull that up right here. And I, I, initially, yeah, that just didn't bode well. like I said, the last issue, we were talking about, uh, you know, how they seem to be pretty accurate with their ratings, and this one I was kind of hoping they were dead wrong with it, and after seeing it, I saw it last week as well. Uh, after seeing it, I'm, I don't it, think it should be this low because I've seen way way worse movies than uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it on twenty nine percent. I think people are being very hyperbolic about how bad it is. It's not a good movie by any means. Well, it, I, I, I agree with you. There's a lot of people like just straight up hating Ben Affleck. You know, like which doesn't make any sense because well, he was it's, great. It's the bandwagon hate. You know, it's like the whole reason they're like, oh, he sucked his Daredevil so bad, and which he didn't. I think we all kind of agree the movie was the problem, and Other that seems to, danger. That seems to be the issue here again is Holding that my tongue. the the acting itself the characters were fine the story was bad see here's the whole thing they shot a good movie like all the scenes are there to make a good movie then they went all spastic when they were editing it edit two different movies all together then edit those two movies together it was like a 10 year old was adhd edit this movie Zack snyder should like be able to film stuff and then just pass it off to somebody else that's it like that's what he should because i really like the fight scenes the i like the, the characters were fine it was the fact that it maybe was maybe like, underdeveloped but yeah it, fine. it seemed like a 
bunch of small shorts mashed into a giant movie. That's exactly what it was. It didn't feel like it. it That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, because there were so many pieces that just ended up and it didn't... I was like, why are we here? And I was like, am I in a dream or is this real? What's so, going on? That so can't I be a dream. I haven't seen the film yet, but what characters... Okay, so you say they don't get very much development, but what characters were in the film? What notable characters? So you had Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. The movie's basically about Batman and Superman. Wonder Woman shows intertwines her story between the two very loosely very loosely she's like if she would have cut out of the movie it probably wouldn't have mattered at all well she plays in a kind of big thing in a a big fight scene yeah yeah towards the end she has a big fight scene. but other than that she doesn't really need to be in it like if they had not done anything with her in it her showing up would have just been like really what the hell there's a really cool (laughs) scene with flash right in the middle i don't want to give it away it's cool it's unnecessary yeah but it's cool yeah and you can't tell if it flash and like flash if you ever read the comics flash has a tendency to just really kind of screw things up for everybody exactly and this is kind of goes with that but he's the only character you actually see in the movie flash besides the uh the main Batman, three superman Wonder you Woman. see uh aquaman and cyborg on like uh, a video. computer file yeah. a video file but they're not actually in the movie. They're just Easter eggs. Yeah, well, not even Easter eggs. No, they're, 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 they're there. They, they prominently show, show them, and they show their logos. But it has nothing to do with story. Nothing. Flash loosely doesn't really have anything to do with the story either. But there's, I don't, how do you, like, like if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. There's this big scene right in the middle of the movie that completely stands out, has nothing to do with anything, and, and like, Flash is there. If you're not familiar with any kind of storylines with You have Flash, no idea what's going on. With Flash especially, then you're going to be like, this, I don't know what this is. It, if you're not a fan of, if you don't read comic books, this movie is not for you. Look, I took my mom to see this, and at least three times she leans over to me and goes, Chris, what did I dismiss? Like, what happened? Why are we here? Nobody should be asking that while they're yeah. watching a movie. Yeah, because he was really banking on a lot of people knowing more about the backstories of these characters than, than he does. Because really, they kind of, uh, like, hint that Batman's, like, not well known. There's so many things that happen. Kind of. And kind- at the same time, everybody kind of knows who he is. Yeah, they're like, oh, the like the bat, and like, oh, like, but he's been they they say specifically he's been doing it for 20, 20 years. years and apparently no one knows super like what the batman's about but he's got all this other stuff going on but 20 years he's been fighting crime oh, okay so i'm gonna just completely change subject on this real quick about how metropolis and gotham are just like across the street from each other <laughs> like Serious, no it's seriously like, it's you where, can see metropolis from gotham yeah they're like, the bat signal when the bat signal gets shot in the air in gotham they can see it in uh, metropolis and I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you i feel like if if I if in the universe I always felt like Gotham was on the East Coast and Metropolis was on the West Coast. See, I always thought uh, Gotham was Chicago. Okay. Metropolis was New York. Okay, I mean, that's point is there, the was way some, there was some distance. I was, but thought, that's wrong. And actually, in the comic book, they're Gotham. both on the same coast. Okay, they're supposed to be a little bit farther than that, but they have had storylines in the comic books where they were like neighboring cities. That seems like a weird thing. So There's Zack no Snyder didn't make, like that. make uh, well, then Zack where's Snyder Coast did, City in relation to Coast that? City's on the other coast. Uh-huh. So they're all these. Those are both East Coast. Yes. Okay. So Zack Snyder didn't make that part up, but it's just right stupid. across the street from each other. But it did. But it's 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 in the comic books. That part is in the comic books. Sometimes it just seems it's like whatever the story needs. It just seems is where like it's move like it. a little bit further away because they were close. If Superman's that close, why, why would, would he fight Gotham? Yeah. Crime? Why would you not need Batman? I mean, you wouldn't need Batman at, at all. all because Superman would be like, oh, I'll just hop over there because he can hop across. That's the technically world real my quick. city too. I mean, yeah, it's, it's right there. Like, eh, well, so you think stuff happens in Gotham and he's like. 
Oh, no, that's way too far away. It's... Well, yeah, why didn't Batman get confronted immediately when Superman decided to start the crime-fighting spree? Well, I, I guess in the storyline, Batman's been doing it for 20 years. Superman is new. He's yeah. a year in to being Superman, okay. or a couple of years. Um, in. And the reason, this isn't a, a giveaway, because they give this in a trailer. The reason Batman doesn't like Superman, because he was in Metropolis uh, when he fought Zod. His building's one of the ones and that all got destroyed. Those, all that awful destruction that made me just disbelieve yeah, well, the film. Yeah, well, Batman hated it just as much as i did yeah. so all right well, well that's that's our kind of a thing we turns out the critics weren't super wrong about it <sighs> they are but they're not yeah like... they weren't that's you know they weren't super wrong i i feel like they're being a little bit harsh i mean the acting was fine the storyline was a little bit yeah. not there um, um eventually there's gonna be a fan edit of this movie like a fan's gonna take this movie and edit it into a good movie that's gonna be watchable it's just like the prequels for star wars those movies are, are not good but there's a fan edits of that movie that makes it amazing i'm waiting for that version of that movie to come out so well anyway i think i think you know despite all the hate for affleck i think he did great he's believable as batman i mean despite some of the maybe he murdered some people <laughs> oh i didn't maybe. hear somebody say if you painted a skull on his uh, on his uh chest he's one step away from being punisher <laughs> he's he's one bad day away he's had a couple he's bad not, days he's killed people in all the other movies i don't know if you know that he's he's killed people in comics yeah, constantly yeah. he never kills anybody like he never pulls up a gun to somebody's like forehead and blows them away or anything like that he just doesn't care if when he's doing something they might get maimed or killed. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, like or if, paralyzed. A, if a femur gets broken, a hip gets broken. Well, yeah, or if you're in a car that explodes because uh, he shot it with a 50 or, cal. And then ran over it. Too. And then ran over it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, right, yeah. I mean, he's very loose with that. Like, I won't kill people directly. Okay, so again, moving along, let's uh, let's get into the uh, Star Wars Rogue One trailer. Uh, Chris, you want to you wanna lead off with that? I was kind of expecting the Rogue One, I don't, it, and it, it's on uh, somewhatnerdy.com right now, if you haven't seen it, to be somewhat good. I didn't think it was going to be that that great i don't know what i was expecting but it kind of blew me away i mean like was any of the casting like uh something you were expecting not expecting no no i don't know what i was expecting we barely know the storyline that this takes place in this is before episode four so this is basically how they got the the things that how they destroy it in episode four uh in episode four uh when they're all sitting around that big control room and they're all going over to plans of the death star and that they have to hit the, the two meter gap this is the group of people that went in and stole the plans for the death star okay uh so we're expecting the age of Vader. Vader's on this thing, so Vader might be in the movie. Oh, that'd be cool. It'd that kind of would... be cool to see a modern version of him. Exactly. But not, you know, what's his face? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see him just using force powers on a massive scale. I don't think we're going to see any of that. I think it's going to be very more... Non-force okay, this people. Is... This, this is like just This is a very, like... Uh... More Han Solo type people. They explain this movie as a heist movie. All right. Okay, so it's a heist movie set in the Star Wars universe. So they're going to be breaking into some place to steal plans for the Death Star. So I can imagine like Vader walking down a hallway and they have to like duck down something. Just like a heist movie would be. They have to hide like from Vader and Vader might send somebody and go after him. But this movie is taking place in a, in a time frame that we really don't know much about between episode 3 and 4. We know the story. We know that most of these people that are in this movie aren't going to survive. Like all these people are going to die. You know the um the, some, the who's that Chinese actor they got? They show him like a brief second in the trailer. Yeah it looks like a 
samurai kind of guy. Uh, he is fantastic. He played Ip Man in pretty much all the Ip Mans except for Ip Man Final, which was the older guy. Never seen it. Oh my god, dude! He he is an amazing martial artist. Wing um, Chung. He's in he's in several several like he's the new it actor in China. Okay, and he's phenomenal. I mean, like if if you get watch Ip Man, he's got several other movies. I can't think of them off the top of my head. He's got a fight scene with Mike Tyson at some point. Yes, yes, the most the newest Ip Man that just Never got released. It. Yeah, uh, I need to he watch has a fight then. scene with with Mike Tyson. But he is phenomenal. Forrest Whitaker's in this movie, too. Yes, I saw that. Wash and from uh, Serenity. Um, he's in it? Alan Tudyk, he's in it. I didn't see him. Uh, he's not. He's an alien, so we don't know who he's playing yet. Uh, oh, you, okay, so that's just Buzz. I didn't see him in the trailer. No, no, no. He's, he's been announced and everything. Uh, we just don't know what he's playing. Okay, I didn't we see know him in the he's going to be doing like, um, motion capture, so he's going to be some kind of alien. Damn it. Which is cool, because I like Alan Tudyk. Um, I, yeah, he's great in everything. I mean, like, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. I mean, that's phenomenal. Freaking amazing movie. You know they're making a sequel to that? I, I Okay, I'll How? watch it. I'm going to watch it. I don't want a sequel to it. It ends and so begins perfect. in such a perfect note. It, it, it might be, like, maybe the most perfect movie that's been made recently. It, it so explains, like, everything. the other side yeah, of things. I I, I don't know how it got greenlit to the point where they're like, I'm going to do this movie, but from the Rednecks point of view. Exactly. Like, what? And then, but it was phenomenal. It was well done. The guy that uh, plays uh, Tucker or Dale was amazing. He's in a bunch of other stuff that I like. Yeah, too, but he, he's great. Tudor, have you seen Con Man? No. Con Man's like his uh, crowdsourced Indiegogo Fimo or one of his other things other than uh, YouTube. And he crowdsourced it. He raised like a million dollars in a day. So this, he had Nathan Fillion too back in Oh, the yeah, month, yeah. So. No, I did. I did. I saw the picture of them. Uh, so it after they follows Alan Tudyk's character going to all the cons dealing with uh, sci-fi nerds that he was on a fake show called Spectre that got canceled. So it basically follows yes, him, okay, but yes, a version of, of him in a different universe, basically. Uh, I think they raised enough money to shoot an episode of Spectre, which is like a Firefly knockoff. Uh, Nathan Fillion plays the captain of it. Um, and even in the show, Nathan Fillion raised up to be a superstar. Alan Tudyk kind of just stayed in the middle and goes to conventions all the time. So it's it's, it's just about good. that. So. Well, and, and like I actually see that being like very cool. It's hilarious. It's done. It's like uh thirteen episodes, twelve episodes. They're only like fifteen minutes a piece. So all right. Um. So is there any more you got on uh that teaser? Uh no. Um. It looks amazing. Uh, it really any kind of Star Wars, and we're living in a world now that Star Wars. We're gonna get a new Star Wars movie every year. Wow. I don't think anybody realizes this until this came out. Everybody just came. This came out of nowhere, and everybody's like, "Wait, where's Ray? Uh, wh- what is wh- what is this about? This is so. This is a new Star Wars movie every it's, year. It's completely open." Open too. Yeah, like, they can so, touch so really kind of, the old universe. Yeah, so they're just anything, any they can character, do anything they want to do. So, Ooh, uh, which kind of brings let, let's just transition right over into the April Fool's thing about uh, the Star Wars universe. You know, that playing into it. If they're trying to get so much more exposure into these universes about all these characters, there was this April Fool's joke that Netflix. I didn't see. I, I don't. I well, it slipped by a lot of people. I watched it. I didn't believe it. I don't believe anything that happens on April first. Nothing. Uh, no, I usually don't even open Facebook it's, news it's, sites. It's or anything the like worst that. day. Like, April Fool's Day was terrible before social media. Now, it's, it's way, worse. way worse. I don't even believe things like my friends tell me. Yeah, like, no, you nothing. just call me tomorrow it, like, and tell me this again. Like, if something, someone goes, oh, I'm, like, something tragic could happen. I'm like, like oh, hey, I just hey, found dude, out I have, dude, I have cancer. Yeah, I have cancer. Like, whatever, dude. Whatever, dude. I don't believe you. Tell me on April <laughs> Hope 2nd. Hope you don't die. <laughs> tell me on April 2nd and maybe I'll believe you. But they released this, uh, this trailer for Netflix. I mean, it had a Lucasfilm logo. I mean, it's high production it looks stuff. legit. Yeah. And, you know, there's teaser. And what is it? It's a teaser trailer thing for a show for Star Wars. It's called Wrath of Maul. I would I would have totally forgotten it was April Fool's Day and, and just got been all excited. Super hyped. Well, and by yeah. the way, if you watch it, it's so well done. You're like, oh my god, that's a show, and you're like, oh my god, I'm so on board. And it turns out, like, oh wait, it came out on April. 
first. God. Oh. Was it like Maul in the future or? No, this was before. Before. This is supposed to be before. Why were you even talking about it? It's well, fake trailer. <laughs> I'm getting all excited. Like, oh, well, tell me about this fake trailer. No, no. But it was, you know, yeah. it's it supposed to, the timeline's supposed to take place before, you know, episode one. Okay. So basically there's other, there's this other Jedi that's in there. He's going around and he, and he knocks his dude down wearing a cloak. And right when he's a, the Jedi's about to swing his lightsaber on him, he hits the, uh, another part of his lightsaber, uh, the guy in the cloak hits another part of his lightsaber and it shoots out and he's got the double lightsaber and then all of a sudden his hood po- falls off and it's just Darth Maul and you're like oh shrock. that was something cool because he's showing up in the comic books right? I mean not the comic books the right. the, uh, the uh, cartoon show right now and he's got robot legs in the Clone Wars show he uh, showed up too because he didn't really die when he got cut yeah, in he half just... they made this really giant cool statue that has like these big giant spider legs I always wanted it I have no <laughs> place for it though no. we can find yes there's, I'm about to put a shelf here you're gonna, yeah this you're, actually, one's pretty so. busy you're gonna have to get a new just just build a new room maybe just a shed get an ac unit and just start putting stuff in there i've always thought about it there's these those little uh portable sheds like in uh they look like Lowe's and stuff like that they look like houses it's a couple of grand put it out there insulate it put an air conditioning unit in it. this week on hoarders <laughs> <laughs> is that the definition of hoarders when you gotta find like more areas to stuff to put all your stuff in um n- no it, it's rough i mean first of all your room's clean uh so it's, it's orderly yeah it's, it's, it's orderly orders can probably be clean i'm no. comfortable no hoarders are not room. clean by definition they're not because they keep everything hoarders keep newspapers because at some point they think they're gonna need newspapers they might keep used napkins too they'll keep everything you haven't seen the rest of the house no i haven't i haven't i haven't ventured past the kitchen but point is is this room is clean it it's doesn't look hoarderish it just looks like a person that's really into collectibles uh last bit of news uh, we're gonna get into was WrestleMania 32 was last weekend. It was glorious. <laughs> Seven hours, huh? I it's I think the actual event's like four hours or something like that, and then they have the pre-show, which is like two hours on top of that. So it it, it gets up there. It's like six and a half hours of just what a wrestling content. But it's a whole day event. Like if you miss something, then you don't have no idea what's going on. So you kind of gotta park yourself in front of the TV and just start watching. But it was the biggest WrestleMania they ever had. Um, just at the event, they rest seventeen. million dollars that's just ticket sales and i was like how do they make that much money well some of the front row seats for wrestlemania are like ten thousand dollars a piece wow a piece dude no can't 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 wrap my head around like i can buy a small use uh a a car for the amount for one seat at wrestlemania like how many garage sales could i go to with that (laughs) exactly that's what i'm thinking (laughs) how how, How many action figures can i buy you need to go to the whoever sat in the front row go to their garage sales because they're selling all their toys exactly (laughs) they're selling and all their toys. Uh, selling them all so that they can get that money for that WrestleMania ticket. <laughs> you, you could take them to the cleaner. Like, look, give me all your stuff because you're gonna have to. The the event uh, as a whole was really good. Um, I'm I'm sure everybody's clicking the, the podcast off when we start talking about wrestling. They had a ladder match. That was pretty pretty freaking amazing. A lot of good spots in it. And then uh, the highlight of the whole entire night was Shane McMahon jumping off the top hell in a cell. That's like 20 feet right onto a cushioned announcer's table. Which I showed y'all. And you have to admit, that's impressive. Like, for okay. non-wrestling he, fans. He did jump off a 20-foot thing. I mean, like... A thing. Re- whatever... It it's was hell in a cell, sir. Whatever it is. <laughs> I don't watch wrestling. <laughs> but whatever it was, when I watched him jump off, I'm like, you know what? He climbed up there with no harness or anything. So there's like, there's that. Which is impressive because there's not a whole lot of stuff 
stuff people let you do without like some kind of harness. Yeah, because this is like this dude's job. So, yeah, so yeah. he actually climbed up. There was no wires or anything, and then he jumped down into a very narrow spot. Yeah, of there's per- a, there's protection. a big room of uh, era yeah, here. So very small room, and 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 then what's Undertaker was at the bottom, and if he didn't dodge, he would have landed on. Yes. and then his guts probably they probably would have sp- done that way back in the day because it used to be a whole lot more loose with their safety rules. He would have probably jumped on top of them. Um, Shaman Man's actually jumped off a higher than that. I think the the last time he jumped off something was the Titan Tron, and that was like thirty feet, and he fell onto this like wooden kind of cushioned area. But like trying to hit that was probably like hitting a needle. I mean, it's very small. The whole event was kind of good. I'm forcing these guys to talk about it because I'm a big wrestling fan. <laughs> I like that Shane McMahon, like he's standing on top of this cage. You know, in he's his, thinking in his it. moment of pause, and he's like catching his breath. You see him like, whew. he does the sign of the cross, and then he goes, he's down. You know, he's like, what? Why am I doing this? From I'm there rich, on, I'm rich already. From there on. If he's acting, it's great, but it looks like the struggle is real for him after that. I can imagine, I can imagine, like, like, even on a padded surface, you're like, oh, give me a second, I'm gonna need a little rebound time here real quick. Uh, That was it. Uh, WrestleMania 32 was really good. There were some kind of boring moments of it, but overall, it was pretty good. I'd need to catch my breath and a chiropractor after that, if I did that. (laughs) Speaking of catching our breath, uh, we might as well take a little break right here before we get into our main topic of Nerd Talk, which is the real Ghostbusters, which I'm super pumped about. Um... So stick with us. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever internetting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. Wall to wall, filthy fucking language. Go to a grocery store. I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every fucked up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of fucks and garnished with a crown of... Shut the fuck up. How the fuck did we get here? Fuck all that. Fuck a jelly bean. So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes. SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at WIMpodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. And welcome back uh, to Nerd Talk. Our subject for tonight is... The, the real, real Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Um, how about uh, Danger? Go ahead and read the official synopsis for the real Ghostbusters. The series follows the continuing adventures of the four Ghostbusters, their secretary Janine, and their mascot Slimer as they chase and capture rogue spirits around New York and various other areas of the world. It's well done, man. It's well Amazing. done. Amazing. <laughs> He's uh, for hire. Uh, go ahead and email us if you would like to hand, uh, hire Danger for your voiceover work. Yeah, I'd like to hear from Local you. commercials. Local uh, commercials. Voiceover spots for movies. Pornos. Yeah, porno. Oh my god, that'd be hilarious. Good porno voice. <laughs> I, I will voice that over. I so will anyway, probably have a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> Bet you would. So anyway, we're going to talk about our favorite episodes of Real Ghostbusters. This is a show that I was pretty dedicated to. In the 80s. The, I, it, it was Ghostbusters, He-Man, Thundercat. See, me, me, I was Ghostbusters, Ninja Turtles, really those two things. Yeah, Ninja Turtles <laughs> came later for me, but yeah, I, 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 that was the 80s for me, so. I, I, well, I watched everything, but the thing, the two things that I, were always a thing for me was Ghostbusters and Ninja Turtles. More so Ghostbusters than anything else. 
I ended up just being a huge Ghostbusters fan. I think by this point, everybody knows. Just in issue two, <laughs> I'm, I've already established I'm a huge Ghostbuster fan. I have an Ecto-1 license plate on, on my car. He does. I have a framed poster that a uh, buddy of mine framed for me of the Ghostbuster poster. It's hanging prominently in my living room. Pretty much everything I know about you revolves around Ghostbusters. It's been my thing, man. He walks in today for us to do the podcast. He owns Ghostbuster <laughs> outfits. He owns a Stay Puft Marshmallow pajama set? Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, it's a onesie. Yeah. It's a onesie. I, I, I just took off the feet. Okay, you know? yeah, okay. He's got this magnificent Slimer puppet. Which it's is amazing. Awesome. I think I'm pretty good with the puppeteering. There'll be some so uh, pictures of that in yeah, the you'll show see, notes. You'll see some of those. Yeah, they're, they're pretty great, actually. So, Real Ghostbusters was a giant, giant, giant part of all of our childhood. There was a lot of them. And I think I fell off when I was a kid. I don't think I saw the real, uh, no, Slimer and the, the Real Ghostbusters. I did. I, well, I was I out was, of it, I think, by then. I was a kid, so, um, like, me, I was, I, was wa- I watched it until it stopped. Okay. So, I think even then... Like they're considered bad episodes. They are really bad because I'm, I'm and I'm doing air quotes here because it's late. There's there's YouTube videos about it called the bad episodes. Well, talking talking timeline here. The show came out in 1986, so we were all one or two years old. I was three. Well, it, it, it that's the proper age for indoctrination, if well, ever there was one. Well, the the great thing about it was is by the time. I saw the movie. All right, so I was like probably three or four when it, when I finally saw it. Right. The sh- there's when I started watching the show. There's so many episodes. You know, it was like you like, had a lot to watch. I got a lot to watch. So every the every season time season five, I think, or season five or six is about the same time. Uh, episode, uh, Ghostbusters two came out. That's kind of when they started changing things. Um, that's when they got someone rid of some of the voice actors. They changed like how nice people were to Slimer. I've only re- realized this now, going back and looking at some of the episodes of how bad the even the animation got worse. Really, like the animation is it's amazing it, that it can get worse than what the first it season was, is. It was they didn't even care. It seemed like they they switched. I remember one episode they showed uh, it was Peter in one scene, and they switched back. It was Egon, and then switched back to Peter. And actually, another episode it was Winston. And then they showed his hand. He had a white hand. That's <laughs> like, amazing. I was like, come on, dude. Come on. This is... I saw a clip on uh, YouTube where it was Egon walked away from e- talking to Egon. Like, it was Egon there. He walked away, and Egon was in the shot. Like, he was talking to himself. And there's several There's several episodes where Ray's wearing gloves. And then he, and the next shot, he's not wearing gloves. And then he's wearing gloves again. But Happens I, all I the think, time. I think that's part of the charm of old 80s cartoon. There is no quality control at all before these videos went out. Yeah. Well, you know, we're going to talk about, when we talk about our favorite episodes, we're going to talk into some more deep aspects about probably some of the voice actors, um, some situations that ran into about the real Ghostbusters, how it came to be. But uh, let's just kick it off right now. I'll, I'll tell you about one of my favorite episodes. I don't know if it's my top favorite episode, but it's definitely one of my favorites. I ended up being a person that really liked the villains in the Ghostbuster cartoon. I really kind of liked the bad guy. Them. Because the characters were the same in every episode, they always said some funny things, or you know their personalities were always great. But there's always the villain, which set the episode apart. And a lot of times, I just say it's the villain episode, not necessarily the name of the episode. Right. My favorite episode, one of my favorite episodes, would be uh, the Grundle episode, which is I probably I think it's from season three, and it has to do with like this uh, really kind of creepy monster, green skinned looking guy that would corrupt kids to do bad things and turn them into other grundles. What's really cool about the grundle thing is Extreme Ghostbusters ended up having them in one of their episodes as well. And I, I've just recently started watching the Extreme Ghostbusters. Uh, they showed up on Hulu. 
She's oh, they like, have them? Yeah, they're on all the whole entire season's on Hulu. I got them on tape, but now I'm just going to watch them on Hulu. <laughs> so she's never seen Ghostbusters. I watched the movies with her recently. Uh, she's five. Uh, my Great other age daughter, to get into it, though. Yeah, it's a good age for her to get into it. My other youngest daughter, she's like one and a half, so she she's starting to kind of watch it with us. So I just started watching uh, Extreme Ghostbusters with her. She loves it. Like, there's a girl on the team. They're cool. The show's, show's way better than I thought it was good. Then I remember it, because I kind of remember the show. It came out in the 90s sometime. Uh, I think it was like 96, 97. Something like that. So I remember kind of flipping through the channels and being like, oh, there's Ghostbusters on. I remember that from the 80s and not giving it a chance. I was like, oh, this is stupid. And just keep on flipping. And I never watched it. But now that I went back and watched pretty much the whole entire season, this show is amazing. Yeah, it did have a long run. I mean, it was it was kind of strange, but there were some really great characters in there. There was a Peter Venkman type character, uh, Eduardo. There's Kylie, which is the chick. Eduardo it. was suave. I think Roland was the their token black guy, but he was more of the ray of the group. Yeah, yeah he definitely was. He was, yeah. he was he was more of a scientist versus uh, Kylie, which was more the Egon character, which Egon was also in this. And then what was the guy in the wheelchair? Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> it was not wheels, but um, skids. <laughs> I don't. Taking I don't remember his stabs name. in the dark here. You know, like I can name everybody else but him. Yeah, he's like kind of the jock. Yeah, he's of the he's the tough guy. Yeah, yeah, he's the tough guy. Which is kind of cool that he's in a wheelchair. Not that he's in a wheelchair, because that's terrible. That sounds. It's cool that he's in a wheelchair. No, it's cool that he's in a wheelchair and he's like the tough guy. So it, it, he's a different character. Uh, he's also is he the no? He's not the driver. How would he drive? <laughs> this is all terrible. They can drive with <laughs> okay. their hand with their hand uh, okay. controls. Let, let's get back to the episodes of the real Ghostbusters. That that was what what we wanted to talk about. We got a little tangent there, but we're back to real. Ghostbusters. What season was that episode? I'm pretty sure it was season three. Season three. I think it was season three episode 12 maybe i'm guessing i actually don't know for sure so what what happens in it well uh, i don't remember the episode well it was uh basically there's this they capture this jabberwocky which is jabberwocky from, yeah from alice in wonderland, alice in wonderland. yeah okay. they apparently like this goes through uh flew through a library and a red jabberwocky and became that ghost so they captured okay. it and after they captured it they went and l- went back to their car and apparently it was boosted. They even used the word boosted in the episode. Like, it's... Our it's, car was boosted. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It was gone in 60 seconds, like you wouldn't believe. And so they're like, well, I guess we better walk. And then a cop shows up out of nowhere and goes, that won't be necessary. I caught the kid that took all your stuff off your... And by the way, this kid dismantled the Ecto-1 in like a minute. So I, they should hire him. He's a little kid, and he he had the car on blocks. It was missing wheels. It was missing a door. It was missing parts of its engine. I mean, this kid was amazing, apparently. And uh, but he he was like a little like it looked like a 1920s newsy like punk kid. He was wearing a like, like, the, like that little hat. Yeah, the flat vest. cap. <laughs> he was wearing a vest. Yeah, plaid somewhere swallowed in there. Probably had those those uh, riding pants. You nice, know, they're kind like, of wide in the thighs. Yeah. And uh, so put the car back together, went home, and then apparently they're like, how could a kid get so bad? And then Grundle appears. And then the Grundle is apparently, I got to find a new one since that kid has been, you know, I can't reach that kid because he got arrested. So he's like, I'm going to find a new kid to corrupt. So he's really, he's really kind of like this creepy, and I think that's what really attracted me to it because I always liked really scary things as a kid. I liked being scared. And he was scary because he went up to a window and started just clawing at it. And he's like, hey. Let me in. You want to have fun, don't you? You know, like, really just creepy. I'm looking at a picture of him right now. Yeah, I don't remember that. He's a that. textbook villain. He looks very that wicked. It's terrifying. Yeah, he's creepy, man. And then, There's like, a lot of terrifying moments in real Ghostbusters that I didn't realize. So he, well, it's almost like uh, 
modern day uh, the, that you could relate it to is the Babadook. If anybody's yes. seen that film, yes. it's, it's, like I haven't that. seen the Babadook. Babadook but... This is is inspiring to that particular look. That's terrifying looking. Yeah. And and so the kid let him in. He was kind of in a trance, and he's like, "Yes," and opens the thing. And then like his he has a, a little brother that's like a maybe a year younger than him. He's like, "Hey man, Al, uh, Alec, go back to bed." And he's like, "All right." So he gets back in bed, and then like Grundle's above him, just like you see his glowing eyes and this sinister laugh type thing. Anyway, so the Grundle corrupts him, and the whole reason the Grundle is trying to corrupt him is to make new Grundles. So more of like things that go out and corrupt more kids. Okay, yeah. Okay. So he's trying to turn. And, and by the way, the transition is amazing because at first he just kind of gets these dark circles under his eyes and he kind of snaps at people for no reason but at the end of the episode he gets creepy when he starts looking like a grundle i mean like it is pretty terrifying (laughs) and uh he ends up and he can shoot fire i don't know why he want to go back from being a grundle this kid shoots fire out of his hand at peter vankman when he's peter's trying to like help him you know capture the grundle and they like they realize they can't shoot uh the grundle because he's linked to the kid and if they shoot the grundle with their proton packs it'll hurt the kid so like that's something i, I do notice like, like it's an ongoing thing how do they defeat him because they always have to invent some kind of new different kind of way well, this was kind of a cop-out the ending was kind of a cop-out basically his... does the trap just suck him out of him no no oh, no okay. what happens is is uh so the grundle is trying to con- corrupt this kid and so this kid he was like hey let's corrupt your brother too and he was like nah it's my brother i really i don't want to do that he goes that's where that's where you cross the line dog yeah and but he was like come on you want to be like me your brother wants to be like you and he's like all right yeah so he brings him to this empty warehouse creepy and he's like come on let's go do some like messed up stuff you know some really (laughs) so he brings him to this warehouse and to corrupt him and that's when you get this first look of the kid alec gets turned into this really messed up looking thing we should drop an image of that because it's terrifying <laughs> and uh basically when now that's happened the ghostbusters figure out what's going on so they call the house and they say they're gone and i guess they i don't i don't know they figured out somehow that they're at this warehouse so they go to this warehouse and alex brother who's not corrupted is trying to chase him and it's like hey why are you doing this and he falls down this great whatever and he's magically like, yeah he's yeah. he's falling down you know the ghostbusters see it and they're like so peter goes up to try to help him and alec is like stopping peter and because the grundle's corrupted they say oh no stop him or whatever and he's like your brother's about to die help him and you know it's like your brother loves you you need to protect him and then like that breaks the link because he's like yeah you're right i love my brother and he helps his brother up so what did they do to the grindle once once they once he broke the, the hold yeah the hold he didn't actually like do what the grindle wanted him to do he broke the hold and so they could bust the grindle but the grindle actually like fights peter this is like a little quick fight scene where grindle kind of kicks peter's ass nice <laughs> and uh but then they ended up busting him or whatever so you know that was it that was kind of that was it. it. Uh, yeah, the that ends was, up like very anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, most of the episodes you will yeah, notice. They do. Yeah. Kind of like yeah. real quick, like boom. It's over. It. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, we have no idea how to solve this. Oh, turns out it's really easy. <laughs> it seems that we just have to bust them. They <laughs> we were just try. Warm. All we have we to should do, lead was that we should know that busting makes us feel good in more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we should understand about this. All right, Chris. What about you? It's one of my like I saw it. When, Probably really early in my childhood, so probably was like four or five or something like that. But I always looked at it as the sequel to Ghostbusters 1. And it's called Citizen Ghosts. It's episode 11 of the first season. It is a 
de- direct uh, sequel to the first movie. So they walk into the ghost house with their original brown outfits covered in which you Stay will, Puff. Which you will goo. see Chris wearing one of those original yes. tan jumpsuits. So the tan jumpsuit full of like, and they say gozer juice is all they, like ectoplasm. <laughs> the ectoplasm. They're covered in like. I think they say psychokinetic energy. Exactly what they say. Um, so they take it off and Janine walks in and goes, oh, you left before we can give you your new uniform. So it's the pink and blue. <laughs> And once again it's like oh my god that's so amazing everything just kind of works out so this one directly explains what happened after they defeated gozer in the first movie it it explains how they met slimer how they named slimer how they got their outfit which brings up a question to me too when did we know that the the green monster was named slimer is it from the show from the show because in in the movie he was onion head that was his nickname okay i see i didn't know that yeah yeah um, didn't it stink or something like that okay okay yeah. yeah i do remember that all right they said the prosthetic uh thing that the model that they had smelled really bad because it's and it smelled like onion so they called it onion head okay so in the show is actually where he got the name slimer and i think spud spud yeah they call him spud um but ray gives him the name slimer to aggravate peter because peter even in the, the show mentions he's like that's the thing that slimed me in the hotel. To get me. yeah <laughs> he's why is back he here for me. <laughs> and they explain it as whenever all the ghosts got released from the containment unit he's the only one that stayed because he's they're the first people to ever really pay attention to him and talk to him uh and he got him like wants him to stay around because he's like i want to study you ray wants him like to work on his car and peter wants him out of the house so what, I, what actually what i really liked about that one part when he first meets ray he's just like when he hands him the wrong tool yeah, goes, yeah. this isn't the screwdriver or socket wrench and he he pulls out he's like hi ray there is something about like his voice in the the first few seasons frank welkler it's it's awesome like but ray uh fry does his voice in the extreme ghostbusters really yeah uh billy west i did not know that. yeah i, I only re- recently saw his name pop up on the the feed when i was watching it, and i'm like oh, that's fry dude i like i love frank welker and i love billy west i love both of those guys and again futurama comes up in our conversation um, so in this episode too, they're, so they, they get their new outfits, they take their old outfits off that are covered in gozer and stay puff juice and the suit gross. <laughs> gross. I got, I got bukkake by gozer and stay puffed. <laughs> oh goodness. Is Please that... leave that in. <laughs> no, that needs a, that needs a proton pack. Nope. Leave it. Cause that'll be funny. <laughs> So the the suits are sitting next to the containment unit and they have EKG juice leaking onto them. And the suits become alive with ghost versions of all the Ghostbusters. Um, so they start running through the city with their own kind of proton packs that shoot EKG force or something. Yeah. It doesn't even really matter. This episode is important to me because I always looked at it, even when I was little as the sequel to the first movie. It's kind of the gap between episode uh, one and two. And, and I always remember it being as this should have been the first episode of the whole entire series. Yeah. Well, I, I actually. It certainly sounds like it. I, I like I like what they did because they brought in the reporter to interview Peter. Yeah, I left that part out. Yeah, and well, what that's actually like rewatching it because I rewatched it for the show just just to be fresh on it. It made me realize how charming Peter was. Yeah, he's awesome. Like, and the voice actor of Lorenzo, Lorenzo Music, Music, yeah, he was phenomenal. 
and uh, you may recognize his voice also as Garfield from Garfield, Garfield and yeah, Friends. Yeah, yeah. In this show, he was like, <laughs> like it's the, the same voice. Uh, Randall just had like a light bulb pop up over his <laughs> oh head. Oh my goodness! You didn't yes. know that, which, huh? which, no, but which like is also any... super interesting. Is that okay? So Bill what... Murray does the voice of Garfield in the Garfield movie. Yes. So okay. They, must, they sound so similar. Yeah. Okay. So here's another little tidbit. I mean, let's just dive right into this little little bit you're, since we're on it. We're gonna talk about the bad Peter. The bad Peter, Dave Couillet, which which he's I, in. I don't mind Dave Couillet, but he's it, in Full House. It's 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 he just he didn't capture this chart like in the first season, first two seasons of Ghostbusters, uh, the real Ghostbusters. You will watch it. You will realize how great Peter is. The voice acting, he's he's charming. He's funny. He's witty. He's very much like the character you expect Bill Murray to play. Then. For some reason, Bill Murray had an issue with him. He did not like him sounding like Garfield. Garfield, and he wanted somebody to sound more like him. Ah. So. Which is which is ironic, because he ends up playing Garfield in live action. And he told Dave Couillet. Is that how you say? Dave, Dave Couillet. Yeah, whatever. To do your best Bill Murray impression. It is way off. It's not good. It's not good. He 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 ends up being not like the a strong, bumbling idiot. He ends up not being the strong, charming character that he was in the first two seasons. He took him in opposite direction. Took him a different way. Definitely. Well, the whole writing. It, it's forced. It seems like a forced impression. Yeah, yeah. He goes. He he. I don't know. It's just weird. Well, I mean, uh, he does impressions on Full House, and if it's anything like that, I just no. no these these are wouldn't bad. Wouldn't be able to. This cope. one is real. I'll play it for you after we're done. But it is comparing the two. I can understand why the show ended up like the ratings went completely down the hill when they yeah. started changing things. Yeah, it, it was definitely it was definitely Peter was what made the show better because yeah, yeah. Every time they did something with Pete, like when Peter said something, I remember. Okay, as an adult rewatching these things, I was chuckling. Yeah, it's still Peter. funny. I was like, "Oh man, that was the good. first that was two seasons holds up so well. Like, yeah. I'm surprised about how well they held up. I'm like, I'm now bad interested. animation. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that. Kind of weird storytelling at times, and they have the greatest soundtrack that I never realized Dude, was right? so good. Right? They have this awesome '80s music with like this girl singing throughout the whole entire show that and, I don't and, remember. And, and they always had a different song yeah. every episode. It was like Scooby Doo, but like I think that's they were just the soundtrack is it. awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, so anyway, that's probably one of my favorite episodes. What next episode do you have on the? So uh, one of my other favorite villains, I guess, episodes because of the villain was Sam Hain. I've always been a huge Halloween fan, which is why you understand why I have so many of these Ghostbuster outfits or costumes i should say uh villain of sam hain which is uh the spirit or whatever from ireland that is like the cause of halloween yeah right i mean there 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 is some historical thing about sam hain there is i mean this is not that that, yeah i think he's got a pumpkin head it's very on the nose for halloween uh do you recognize (laughs) this yes yeah he's kind of an iconic real ghostbuster he has a giant pumpkin head and he, um, he played he has he has a lot of cameos he's actually in yeah. like two or three episodes you know what's always made me pissed off about this character no action figure no there is there, extreme, there extreme is. ghostbusters i'm looking at, I'm looking at really? one right now. extreme i have it what i'm buying it i'm buying it i bought all the action figures for extreme ghostbusters oh, and he's on there it seems like that's the only thing like uh feasible to buy right now because extreme ghostbusters actually sells for a reasonable price real ghostbuster figures sell for outrageous amounts of right what's great is the Ecto One for Extreme Ghostbusters is amazing. Doesn't it have like slime spots on it. Or something no, that's like that? that's Ecto One A. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. And I left those off when I bought mine. <laughs> so does I think that's the one I had too. Does Sam and it was Hain pink slime too. Command over other spirits. Yes, he or... does. Yes, he does. That's the whole episode. So these these goblins, these 
great goblins looking things um on halloween night go the, the ghostbusters get flooded with uh, an insane amount of calls and so they're busting ghosts so left and right and they're like what's going on why are we so busy lately and they're like hey you think it's close to halloween yeah you know and then these goblins come and release sam hain and then sam hain has control of all other spirits he's he calls them his little ones so he uses that a lot and throughout the show and so he controls all these ghosts inc- including slimer to an extent so he gets slimer to come to him but he can't really control slimer like he can the other like, i remember the, the conflict yeah i remember the yeah. conflict of will for slimer yeah slimer ends up spitting in his face yeah <laughs> you know he's like why don't you join me or you know whatever and he's like slimer does this come hither he's like come here come here i want to tell you a secret and then when he gets there he says he spits in his his face annoying ass voice no he just goes that's all he does he like then the other ghosts grab him and start pulling him start stretching him and pulling him and stuff anyway so the ghostbusters are in this huge problem where they you know they can't fight all these ghosts because there's so many but then they have slimer so they want to go rescue him so they go and realize the 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 biggest weakness sam hain has after they first confront him after they bust a couple of them he's like why are you hurting my little ones turns out he's he doesn't like light so egon i do remember that okay yeah 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 yeah. all right egon ends up grabbing all of these like spotlights that just happen to be in an alley Of course, I mean spotlights. That's where I store mine in the alley. In the alley, and and they're and they're giant. Those the ones you know before like a club opening or a movie premiere. Nice. So he brings he brings them out. He he gets these ghosts are driving around in a car to just wheel them out to where he needs them to, and then he like shoots a chain to stop them from uh, continuing on. Then he um he ends up turning uh, hooking up all these these spotlights to his proton pack while uh the other three ghostbusters you know end up going up to the roof to save slime and meanwhile sam hain has slimer in his hands and he's like if you if you don't drop your weapons i'm gonna destroy your friend destroy the ghost that's already dead <laughs> oh my is, god is slimer a ghost yeah of a person that died well there was this amazing uh theory from uh, a guy that like i forgot who it was it was some director who pitched an idea to make a movie for Ghostbusters, where where Slimer was one of the guys from you know the apartment building that Dana Barrett lived in, he right. was one of the guys part of that that Gozer worshiping group. Okay, 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 like and, some of the architects that built it or yeah, something. Yeah, well, and from the 1920s, because you know that's why he was just talking about he was this really gluttonous like guy that ate a lot, and but he didn't like what they were doing. He didn't want to bring Gozer back, so they ended up killing him, and that's why. So that's why he's a yeah, ghost. He, they killed him in the Sedgwick Hotel. That's better than nothing. Yeah, and it, like it was an amazing theory. So that's why he haunts the Sedgwick Hotel, always eating, because they killed him there, and that's where his ghost haunts, always eating. So in the show, in like the movies and everything, they're not always hunting ghosts, and that's kind of the thing I like about the show. Like there's vampires, there's zombies, there's goblins, there's the the lichen, lycanthorpe and vampire war. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, one? yeah, that's they amazing. Always, yeah, like, I forgot about that. The werewolves bite the vampires, so they turn into werewolves, and then yes. the vampires bite the werewolves, and they turn into vampires. Doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, but like, it was amazing. It was, that's why the war kept going back and forth because they would just constantly bite each other and change each other <laughs> back and forth, so they can never solve anything. Because as soon as you turn, apparently you fight the other ones. So it's like this never-ending battle. Um. Anyway, back to the Sam Hain thing. So they realized, you know, while they go up to save Slimer, and he's about to like kill Slimer, Egon shines a spotlight. And then it weakens him enough to bust him. Bust him. Bust, bust him makes me feel good. <laughs> they they were feeling feel pretty good. good. That's how it always is. It's every episode is a pretty anticlimactic thing, but up until then, it's a fun ride. Does it have like a timeline? Like, do the stories, the plots inside of each episode, does it 
does it stack up or is it just no, kind of like there's not an ongoing nothing changes it's pretty much every episode is its own episode if you Blank like slate. shuffled all the episodes randomly you can probably watch it well still. with with certain villain okay so there is somewhat of continuity oh, you know, yeah because sam yeah. hayne shows up in a couple episodes and he, he is in cameos in other episodes and when he's in the containment unit after they bust him uh some of the later episodes has some weird stuff happening with uh, janine like they changed their glasses they've changed janine three times yeah the and they had a, like a different uh voice actress do her no stories kind of go together oh i, don't, it's I didn't stupid. realize that like i i just watched a video on it the other day oh. it's stupid like technically the the studio didn't want her to have pointy glasses no more because they said kids were scared of sharp objects so that's why she had round glasses Dumb. after that um and but then there was a third janine after that one exactly that because they try to move her back towards how she originally was and they screwed that one up too that's why the show got canceled because it got really bad towards the end <laughs> Next favorite episode, it's probably a very small thing. It's actually the first episode of the first season. So this has been the first episode after the pilot that was ever ever shot. Um, and it's all because of this one ghost in the, in the show. Okay, so there's three ghosts that kind of get busted. There's a mom, dad, and a little baby ghost. And of course, big the giant. dumb kid. Yeah, he's a big, giant baby. <laughs> Which, he was great, by the way. He was. And the dad keeps yelling at him about, like, combing his hair. Because he had these, like, tentacles that popped <laughs> off the top of his head. And, and he was pulling his it, scalp out. Yeah, and he it was combed. very weird. And, like, every time he turned around, and he would look at him and be like, brush your hair. And, it's cool. Dude, it's and comb your hair. <laughs> so there's these three ghosts, and they start a... A competing business next to the Ghostbusters. Well, first of all, they got busted. They got busted. Slimer screws up, as usual, because that's how the story progresses, and accidentally lets them out of the containment unit. They start a competing business, and for some reason, nobody notices there's three ghosts just looking like ghosts starting a Ghostbuster business, and they call it Ghost R. Russ. Um, So they would show up on jobs, Ghostbusters. And Ghost R. Russ would already be there busting ghosts. Well, it was always their kid. And it was busting their one of their kids. And they always go, man, those people look really familiar. I don't know <laughs> where I know them from. And then it all hits them all of a sudden. Like, those are the ghosts we busted. But they're in a containment unit. Slimer let them out. But that's not on why. On accident. I, on accident. But that's not why I remember the episode. I remember the episode because the three ghosts go to this like abandoned. They go to toy a factory. Toy factory, and they call upon this like really old ghost. Yeah, it was like a uh, they're class fives, which are relatively kind of weak. Right. So they call a class seven, which is a pretty strong. It's like a ghost. strong old ghost, and it makes and apparently the, it's one of his buddies. It's a buddy of his. Well, his buddy's not there. And this other really strong ghost is there. Stronger. Stronger ghosts. Like Apparently, a class whatever. A class 10. There you go. So it's like one of the strongest ghosts out there. And he makes this awesome noise, which I'm going to play right now. And that noise plays every five seconds while this ghost is on screen. He possesses like this big giant teddy bear it was ball, like a monkey monkey thing and symbols. it's going through new york just destroying stuff and these other three ghosts are running away from them and they actually jump into the trap of the ghostbusters just to get away from this other ghost and it is the first time you see obviously since the first episode uh what's the name of the helicopter ecto-2 ecto-2 which they made a toy of that looks exactly like it I and it. i had it so of course i had it <laughs> it, it also goes back to the, the whole thing i had a problem with real ghostbusters too like you would see a ghost and you were like, I want the toy of that. They never made toys of the ghosts that were Actually, in the show. Actually, that ghost was a very prominent ghost. Pretty sure they made versions of him. Did they? See, yeah. I, yeah, I don't remember that. If you if you got the trap, there was a glow-in-the-dark ghost. I did have the trap. That kind of looked like him. Okay. But he was What was red. his name? Do you remember his name? Snarg. 
Snarg it is something like that. Yeah. yeah. But he made this noise. Oh, over no, I was talking about the, I was talking about the little guy. Oh, the little guy. No, the big I'm guy. I'm talking about the big guy. The big guy, which I really loved when 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 the when the red guy was like the class 5 was like, "Hey, where's so and so?" The class 7 he's like, "He's gone." forever apparently a ghost killed another ghost, another ghost to take over his haunt i still don't understand how this universe works <laughs> but it was creepy the way he said it and then so they got so scared of this other ghost that they that's how they ran into the trap uh every time i watch it because i've been watching the episode with my daughter and everything i do that noise and she's like daddy i don't like that so i do it over and over again while the episode's on well, some like weird noise like that <laughs> it's like that there you go that's better Oh my god, the stuff of nightmares. Yeah, that was that was that was that was a fun episode. And it's what introduced the world to the real Ghostbusters. That's what they opened with. I, like I said, I don't think it's the first episode I've ever seen, but I, I just remember it. So that's mine aren't like uh maybe the ghost like it is with you, like you remember the villains. I remember a memory of the episode. So I remember that noise. So that's why it's always stuck out with me to this day. So. That, that, well, first of all, the real Ghostbusters is very awesome with noises. It is Proton Pack charging. That is uh, one of my favorite noises still to this day. It's like hearing that sound there. You know what? Edit in a real version of that. (laughs) (laughs) Make you sound awesome. Yeah. I did that. Yeah, he did that. That wasn't editing. We were just joking. It was all all critter. Yeah. I mean, like, my, I can't get my voice deep, but I can make awesome proton pack noises. Uh, the, the proton blasts were awesome. We already talked about soundtrack. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm blown away listening to the show again and listening to the soundtrack. I, I'm blown away that, okay, there's so many cartoons that I rewatched as an adult that were just bad. Mm-hmm. X-Men being a perfect example. The 1990 version of X-Men. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's bad. I remember it good. Oh, I, it, I used to wake up super early. On Saturday. Just you were to watch And you show. loved it. And you're like, yeah. Have this... you watched it lately? No. Yeah, it's really terrible. It. It's bad. I mean, I'd probably watch the opening credits for that sweet. <laughs> 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 The uh the other cartoons I used to watch was like the uh the Fantastic Four and Iron Man, which are also terrible. Introduced by Stanley Lee. Yeah, yeah. Because they played Hello, True Believers. Excelsior. Yeah, he made me the nerd I am today. I guess with that, I'm going to talk about. I was in between two episodes right here. Um, since Randall brought up something, I'm going to go with my first option, which is the People Busters. Uh. <laughs> but I will say I was having a tough time between People Busters and the Boogeyman episode, which is just creepy, which is another reason why I really liked it, because it was a strong villain. And again, you will notice the People Busters is interesting because its villains are the main focus that I really appreciate. It's the it's I think the episode's uh Flipside. Flipside's the name of the episode, yeah. yeah. And and basically the Ghostbusters end up going to investigate some weird tornado that didn't move it just all of a sudden sprung up in central park so they went to go check it out and they get sucked up into it just egon ray and peter of course because this is a kind of an ongoing thing that the ghostbusters do they leave um Zedimore out of well, everything he ended up being a, like a pretty key thing yeah, in yeah this. but he's like he's usually out of the main storyline and he like either drives the car to go pick him up or he's like the key thing that fixes the problem at the end yeah. But the main storyline loosely keeps him out of it, which is aggravating because he's one well, of the favorite characters. There was one episode where he was, there was a ghost they could not beat until he became some kind of weird African tribal 
witch doctor. It was like a museum thing. No, I have no idea. Oh my yeah. god! All right, when when I okay, I ordered the entire series. It's back ordered on Amazon right now. They're gonna send it to me when they can. It comes in this really cool case. Really yeah. cool firehouse box. I got it for a hundred and three bucks. It's usually sells for one hundred and eighty. Um, even at one hundred and eighty, I would say it's worth it's it. Worth it. Uh, it's every episode with a booklet to tell you about each episode. Get it. It's fun. You'll enjoy it if you're a fan of the real Ghostbusters. Anyway, when I get it, I'll let you borrow it when I'm Definitely. done watching it. I gotta watch it first. You can you can see everything that I'm talking about. I mean, my, my memory of Ghostbusters is huge, but it's all fragmented because I was a kid. Unless I go back and watch all those uh, videotapes, which I gotta find a VCR. Good luck with that. Do they still make VCRs? I'm pretty sure they don't. It might be right next to a laser disc player at my house. I probably have both. <laughs> One that reads both sides of the laser disc. No, I wish, man. <laughs> laser disc would have been way better if they had done that. Okay, so back to people busters. They get sucked into this flip side world where people are the ghosts and the ghosts are the people. And they have these really amazing ghostbusters or people busters, I should say, that they look awesome. They are great. It's such a fun episode. Uh, Peter is like a zombie. Uh, Ray is like a Frankenstein monster thing. He even has like a hand on his foot. Yeah, he does. He, and when he slides down the pole, he grabs it with one arm and then his foot. It's another hand, and he slides down that way. Egon is like a skeleton, but he's got like a tentacle, a tentacle, yeah, a tentacle rat tongue. tail thing going on. And do you remember this episode, Randall? I remember. I remember a little bit from it. I, I brought them up because they were the most memorable villains that I could think of. Like I don't remember the episode. I don't remember watching it, but I remember them. Yeah. So I remember the characters. I, like I remember they opened the door. They first opened the door like someone's sleeping in my bed, and it, like it's. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he pulls the cover off, and a giant, and they're giant by the way they're much bigger than them and they're like people and it was it was like they they had these slime packs basically that encase them in slime so it does the opposite of the proton pack right it 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 covers them in ectoplasm so they can't like move through they become ghosts they can fly they can pass through walls they can do all that other stuff that wait i thought they're people yeah but they can uh... see that doesn't even make any sense okay so the ghosts in this world can't go through walls or fly or right right so they end up being being people being the, okay, the okay. people ghosts in Boo York, by the way. That's the name of the town. Boo York. The big pumpkin. I forgot to mention that part. The big the big pumpkin. And so that's when they figure it out when they see this blimp that says welcome to Boo, Boo York, the big pumpkin. And they that's after they find out they can fly, they can pass through walls. Anyway, throughout the show they end up all getting busted and in the containment unit except Peter. And Winston finally gets a hold of them through a walkie-talkie that Slimer like interacts with, like touches his ectoplasm and apparently like Winston figures out that he can communicate with him through the alternate universe if Slimer's touching the walkie-talkie. Is there a Slimer in the alternate universe? Uh, kinda. Uh, it's hinted. It's, Is he a human? No, it's it's oh. like a it's like an octopus-looking thing. Basically, because they don't really specify in the cartoon if Slimer's a person was ever a person or just something. Gotcha. So they end up making it's hinted. It's I mean, like not really like that. It's Slimer, but it's like an octopus thing. It living in the fridge, but they don't actually say anything about it. It's just one of those things. So they communicate with it and then they realize that the containment unit and the alternate world is basically just like this really nice pleasant earth scenario and the matrix <laughs> yeah it turns into the matrix no they just it's, it's well okay so the containment unit and ghostbusters world is like a ghost world you know ghost it's all world. the flying yeah, right, right. floating like island things. yeah 
this one is basically like a scene from a park. They're just hanging out. It's really nice. And Egon even says, actually, it's a really nice, pleasant representation of Earth. And then, like, Winston figures out that that could be their gateway home. And Peter is like, okay, well, I'll get captured. So he goes and knocks on the door, and then they throw him in the containment unit. And then they see that torna- same tornado start, uh, start, and then they see all these other people from, like, the 1920s, like Amelia Earhart-looking person, and a couple people in, like, 1920s garb. And they're like, who are these people? They're like, apparently other people. They got sucked into this world, and they busted them. They're like, oh, well, let's just all, they're coming back with us. And then the tornado forms and then you're kind of like when i first watched it fresh i was like why didn't they just go through when it first happened if that tornado happens all the time why didn't those people just go back turns out they can't go through because they need to blast it with positive you know proton energy so that's why they were able to go but when they realized the uh, the the people busters realized the ghostbusters were escaping they jump into the containment unit to stop them because that's what you would do <laughs> that's I what mean. you would do <laughs> But the proton packs work in that containment unit, so they blasted them and then, like, blew up their slime things. They got covered in slime, and then they went through the tornado and got back home. This falls in line of, uh, I love alternate reality. Love them. Like, anything. Like, cartoons, movies, TV shows. Sliders. I love Sliders. Like, the TV show Sliders, because it was an alternate reality TV show. Futurama, whenever they go to any kind of alternate reality or the past or anything like that. I love that stuff. <laughs> you guys be you guys be World A or Universe A. We'll be, exactly. We'll, we'll be Universe One or the Mongooses, the Fighting Mongooses. That's a cool name. <laughs> Futurama again. Yes, I like them best when they're just when they're just slightly tweaked. You know, just something's a little different. Maybe they're a little more famous. Maybe they're a little more suave. Maybe they're a little bit more of something else it's like sliders like an but episode. not opposites not opposites so not sometimes opposites. Opposites, are fine. opposites are fun this was a really fun episode it's it, it, it probably falls closer to that category of bad episodes like before it's it got later really, really bad yeah but uh who's the peter in this one dave couillet oh god but uh i'm still gonna watch the episode just because i i, I don't i probably haven't seen it since the 80s with dave couillet man I'm going to picture Lorenzo doing the voice while I'm watching the episodes for that one. And unfortunately, Lorenzo <laughs> passed away a couple of years ago, or yeah. like 10, 15 years ago. Do you know they went back and redid the first two seasons with uh, the new voice actors? Did not. Found a cut on YouTube somewhere where they took Dave Coulet and the new Janine and redid all the voices from season one and oh, two. Oh, that would have been terrible. It was terrible because they had the balls to do this. Why would they think to do that for like their VHS versions? I don't know. I don't know where that got released. I don't know if they did that in reruns or they syndication or something like that. It might have just been for like a VHS release, but they definitely redid the voices. Went over Lorenzo's and I think Arsenio Hall's uh, voice too. Oh yeah, they did replace Arsenio yeah. Hall at some point. Yeah. Uh, later in the season, but he got too busy with his own show. Do woo 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 show and um you know what but i mean like uh he was great but peter was a, a huge difference yeah yeah it's it was no it takes over um Osunia hall it's not the same but it wasn't a giant jump it wasn't a him trying to do a bad impression of ernie hudson right yeah yeah it, it, like the funny that's a funny story ernie hudson likes to say he auditioned for that job and he didn't get the job he's like but i played the character in the in, in the movie he didn't get the job Wow. I love Ernie Hudson. Yeah, I, do too. I, I mean, like he's done so many great things since Ghostbuster, which I think part of his fame is overshadowed because of Ghostbusters. But he's done a lot of great roles. He's going to be uh, Black Panther too. Oh, he's is, Black Panther's dad. Uh, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. Oh, there was a fantastic. Yes, there was isn't a- that awesome? Yeah, that is plays, amazing. Uh, T'Challa. T'Challa. Yeah. He's a uh, he's fantastic in so many things, and he's been a huge 
like supporter of Ghostbusters for his for his entire career. I I know like there was a there was a thing about him, bigger role for him in Ghostbusters, and it got rewrote uh, rewritten because of some kind of time constraint or money issue. Apparently, Winston was supposed to have a much uh, richer, impressive the, backstory in the, the, in the original movie. movie. Yeah, but uh, wasn't it Eddie Murphy was originally supposed to be that? He it, well, it, Eddie Murphy was supposed to be not Winston. There originally it was Richard Pryor was the first person they were writing for, oh, okay. or John Belushi. Okay. Then it was Richard Pryor, and then they went with. And we could probably have a whole episode just about Ghostbusters. Yeah, Bill Murray. But ended up, I don't know if Eddie Murphy, maybe Eddie Murphy auditioned for it, but Ernie Hudson auditioned for this much <laughs> grander character. <laughs> maybe that was probably why they didn't do it because probably it was too they many, want that annoying laugh. Well, no, it was probably too, too many, many like goofy characters. Well, he was that he was a prominent power in that time yeah, in the he, early he, 80s that's top right yeah, that that, time, he's so. one of the funniest people in America at that or in the world at that time and if him plus the headline actor being Bill Murray which I read somewhere Bill Murray just did that movie so he could do a different movie they ended up being really kind of terrible he ended up doing Ghostbusters because you know like you do uh, the safe film and then you do the artsy film like Ernie Hudson's always been a is big fan of Ghostbusters and there, there was one show uh, Franklin and Bash I don't know if you ever watched it, it had Zach Morris in it never seen it and the guy oh, Breck yeah, okay, yeah yeah okay I I've never seen it. I know of it. Anyway, it's fantastic. It's a fantastic show. I mean, it's kind of goofy lawyers, like kind of bumbling through things, but they always end up winning type of thing. But there was a scene where Ernie Hudson's playing a judge, and they do a flashback of when they were, uh, Franklin and Bash were kids, and one of them was wearing a Ghostbuster shirt, and it was the episode where Ernie Hudson's judge. That's awesome. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I've never, I've been to a lot of comic book conventions. I haven't seen Ernie Hudson at any of them, and the ones in Louisiana. He's off in the Congo. He was in Congo. <laughs> He was in Congo. <laughs> he was great in Congo. I never met Ernie Hudson either. I, I, I never had an opportunity to know. You know, if he were to make it to Louisiana, I'd be a person I would I would like to meet him and Bruce Campbell. Number those top two, I would I would want to meet at a, at a con. And Nathan Fillion, I'm going to take that because he's awesome. Never I'll, get to see him. I'll never forget the scene in Congo where he, the guy that is handling Amy the gorilla runs Amy out of girl. his runs out of his tent and he's like, "It's on my." It's on my junk. And then he just turns to him, hands him his cigar, and says, handle it. See, I don't remember this movie. I actually love in Conco when he was like, uh, when, when that one guy, the main character guy, was like, got face to face with a wild silverback gorilla. And, he, and he's like, now whatever you do, don't break eye contact because he'll take it as a thing. So he stood there, which, by the way, is horrible advice. That's for a girl. terrible advice. You don't ever do that. But they were like, <laughs> you're like, if, whatever. And so, like, the guy, like, stood stood his ground. And we turned around, and like, I. And the gorilla ran away. He's like, I did it. I did it. He ran away. And he's like, where's everybody? Everyone's hiding. Yeah. And that's a gets out from behind a bush he goes well it appears i ran away <laughs> just like very calm and collected he's like well it appears i ran away get back on <laughs> sorry 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 for bringing Congo get back on real around. ghostbusters like uh, one more episode it. we're gonna talk about and and this is another memory kind of thing for me i love christmas specials well like my two favorite holidays of the year halloween and christmas well there's I can't a... stand christmas specials what, what did what? I don't even know who you are. I love Halloween specials. I love like, Halloween specials. Christmas I love specials Christmas have special. some some thing. I don't know. I guess I was like I like Christmas because I was a kid, but I don't know if I like liked it the as He-Man much. Man Christmas did. special, amazing. Any <laughs> the the peanut Christmas special? Rudolph the Red Nose Ranger. You don't like any of those movies? I mean, I, I like I like some of them. I like the old Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. The old claymation. The old claymation. Yeah. Silver and gold. 
you know, but... Sounds like you know uh, more than you, you're letting on, buddy. I'm just not, I'm just not totally en- enraptured by the I love Christmas spirit. specials. In the first season of Real Ghostbusters, they have a Christmas special where they kind of time travel back into Ebenezer Scrooge's hometown. So, basically, Ebenezer Scrooge was a real person. Yes, he, not a work of fiction. He's uh, not Charles, Charles Dickens Dickinson never wrote the up. book. They actually time traveled back to uh, Scrooge. So, you know the story of Scrooge. He's visited by three ghosts. The Ghostbusters bust the uh, ghost of future, past, present, and uh, pre- uh, past, present, and future, obviously. So they bust them. They kind of magically get back to their own time. And it's very loose. They're like driving down this road. And they, they get fall back into, loosely. And, yeah. and they get, oh, they just walk. It's like, there's the car, apparently. And it broke down. That's why they're in the town. So they bust the ghost. They put the ghost in the containment unit. And they're like, Peter's like Baham bug. And he's like, I don't like Christmas. And they're like, well, let's go walk down to uh, Times Square and we'll go look at the Christmas lights. And you know, it always makes me feel better. When they're walking around and looking around and there's no Christmas lights. And this falls back into that alternate reality kind of thing that I like about anything. And uh, they're like, where's all the Christmas lights? And somebody heard them say, you know, Christmas. And they go, bah humbug, Christmas, blah, blah, blah. Well, Ebenezer Scrooge wrote a book in his time about how he was able to destroy the the Christmas ghost. And it changed the course of history where nobody has Christmas spirit. Yeah, and basically they celebrate <laughs> they celebrate Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah, they celebrate his book. And uh, what was his book? Uh, it was the, uh, the Christmas. A Humbug Christmas. A Humbug Christmas. That's pretty funny considering that Bill Murray was also Scrooge. Scrooge. Yes, yeah. and that's one of my favorite movies. Scrooge is a great movie. Scrooge is a great movie. <laughs> so it kind of goes By the way, when circle. I was watching this, I was thinking, I was like, oh, he was in Scrooge. <laughs> So they realize they kind of messed up. They loosely kind of figure out how they get back to the past to go see Ev- uh, Scrooge. Apparently, his time portal's just his open. Time all portal's the time. just very loosey goosey about you know who. It hey, we're through. still open. Whatever. Do um, they have to pretend to be. Yes, they dress up uh, as the ghost. <laughs> oh, oh, and this is where you see Peter uh, Lorenzo Music Peter at one of his finest points. Yes, <laughs> he uh, is the ghost of Christmas past. So he has to dress like the woman. Um, they knock the glasses off of Scrooge. So we can't really see. So he's kind of like, I, 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 I don't, I don't. Another thing too, this is kind of rewind on that. After they bust the ghost, they're like, well, you know, here's our fee. You, you have to pay us for this. And it's, I don't know if they ever do it again. But they're like, he's like, I'll, I won't pay it. And they're like, all right, we'll just let the ghost go right here. Right do from they the ever, movie. Do they right ever do the that? Do they ever do that? Other from the, than the movie? That well, it's the first time they. I remember in the cartoon or the only time that they're like. Our services are very expensive. Do you, he says fifteen hundred, but in in the in the in the movie it was five thousand. Right, Ebenezer Scrooge is like, I won't pay it. He's like, had I known that, I would have dealt with it myself. I don't even know if they're real. And it could it, have been from a sandwich that I ate. He's like, uh, or a bad piece of potato, or <laughs> right, what a miser. Well, he he was Scrooge. Scrooge, right. and he pays a shilling, which I don't even know how much that is. Maybe like, Roz would know. <laughs> Maybe. It's one coin that he gives them, and they're like kind of freaking out about that one coin. And then Ray looks at it and goes, he's like, this is a mint condition, like 1860 coin. This is worth a lot of money. And, and Peter's finally like, this is adequate payment. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> 
So anyway, while they're all kind of like dressing up as the ghost of Christmas, Egon's trying to get the ghost out of the containment unit. So he he wears this really big giant space suit, which I think they based the action figure on that, the space later. One, yeah. It was the fright suit uh, series where you would twist their head and they would like eyeballs would pop out or something like that. And he has to go into the containment unit, which still doesn't make any sense how they just magically can get in there. But he destabilizes his molecules, shoot, shoots it with just, a laser. Like to shrink down to, to fit shrink it that down, little hole. To fit through the hole to go through there again it's good not to think about it too much suspension of disbelief yes and if the three ghosts of christmas are sitting there like we told you not to bust us and they, how bad is it they were very cool about it yeah they were super cool about it they're he's like, like hey let's go it's like we probably need to get out of here how bad is things on the outside so they knew they're, <laughs> and while they're getting busted is like if you do this this is going to be the worst mistake you ever do and peter goes all of you say that yeah <laughs> But you, you gotta understand, Lorenzo Music does it in a very charming way. It's very funny. Oh, uh, what I really love about when he's the ghost of Christmas past, it's like he gives him a viewfinder to take him through the past. <laughs> and apparently he has the, the perfect disc of visuals of, like, Scrooge's past. And he sits him down on a rolling chair and just pushes him around the room as he's got the viewfinder on. Oh, yeah, and, and to make Scrooge believe he is a ghost, he's like, where's your aura? And he goes, oh yeah, I got an aura around here somewhere. And he's, like, looking around his belt. It's like, apparently pushes a button and these flares come flares out. Flares and flashlights <laughs> on his head. Start going off and he goes, alright, I believe you. <laughs> it's greatness. It, it, the first season to like, uh, we'll start moving into closing this out. But the first se- first two seasons of the real Ghostbusters is so rewatchable. I didn't realize until we started. I started researching for this this episode it's of the funny. podcast. It's funny. It's funny. It's great. Like it, it was. It was like there are times I'm watching it and I'm just laughing. And I, I did not think uh, after watching uh, several Ninja Turtles too is bad. Yeah, it is. It's like, bad. X Men. I, I don't. Bad. I don't know if there's another show out there. Uh, he Man and uh, Thundercats. I can watch. I can watch He Man and Thundercats anytime. But a, a lot of this nostalgia as well. It, it is, and I, I'm gonna argue that it's good. But I know it's not. But I can watch that over and over again. It's not until recently, in the past couple of weeks, that real Ghostbusters got put on that list of things that I know I can rewatch anytime. A couple seasons. A couple <laughs> seasons a couple of seasons. it anyway. We'll probably do another episode about real Ghostbusters. It is like a new re re rekindled love. rekindled love for something that I didn't realize I had. Uh, I've always loved the show and watch it here and there you know what but maybe, now i love it maybe maybe we can kind of touch base on uh, extreme ghostbusters next time a little bit more yeah yeah actually some extreme, of the episodes because we'll yeah, those yeah. ended up being really kind of like deeper darker episodes there's yeah it's really in the artwork is very um like a uh, men in black and same uh, same Jumanji, guy. uh about that uh, same and era, jackie okay. chan adventures that yeah guy yeah, did, yeah that guy did thing. all the same stuff okay that's why it all looks the same anyway it's really good um if actually even y'all send your favorite episodes to us so which ones we should be watching because i haven't watched them all yet now um but if you have a favorite episode that we haven't mentioned you can email us at you can email us at somewhat nerdy radio at gmail.com let us know what your favorite episode of real ghostbusters was if you have any kind of input uh in- insight about real ghostbusters that we may have missed or got wrong or got wrong feel free to send it but i doubt it <laughs> Feel free to send in, uh, send us in your your comments or critiques or anything like that. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Twitter handle is at some nerds. Of course, you can follow us on SoundCloud. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. We have Twitch channel. All of this stuff you can find if you, you just can watch uh, Herkin Friend on the Twitch channel. Now. <laughs>
all of this. Now can... all his friends, all his friends are being mentioned. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, ought yeah to be it's, happy. it's Kirk and friends now. Huh? He's got he's, he's got a whole little logo. He's he's good to go. Um, we are now again, like I said, we said at the top of the show, happy to announce that we are on iTunes. It's kind of the big news here. That that's that's giant for us. We're really happy. We, we didn't even think it was going to happen this soon. So make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube and leave us a review. Uh, if you would, it would really help us out raising up in the rankings. Load us up on stars. Load us up on stars. Give Load us all us those up. stars. We want to overdose on stars. It's, we're going to be like Mario. Just stars Mario. And collect all that star power. It makes us invincible. Mushrooms and stars. That's what we're all about right now. <laughs> Just say no, kids. Just say no. Uh, and also, we would like to get a topic from the listeners for our next nerd talk. So if you have something that we would... That you would like to hear us discuss and uh, do our nerd topic on, uh, send it in to us. Email us, um, you know, at someone nerdy radio at gmail.com. Put it on the show notes. Just contact us anywhere you want. So we would love to do the next topic as something that gets And, and we'll, to us. we'll say who submitted it to us, of course. You can hear your name on this podcast. Tens of people can hear this. 15 um, seconds of fame. And then, like, I really want to uh, say thank you to all the people that's listened to the, the first podcast and all the positive feedback. So, again, uh, it's been great, and we're going to continue to do this. We're having fun doing it, and uh, look forward to the next one. I've been your host, Star Chris. I'm Critter. And I'm Danger. <laughs> every time you say it, I can't take it seriously. I, I feel like I, I gotta laugh every single time. <laughs> what if I put some grab and I'm Danger? It doesn't get any better. That makes it worse. What if I do the righteous voice? And I'm danger. That's actually better. But you have to do it like that every single time. I mean, I'm going to switch it up. Okay, we'll see how that goes. All <laughs> we'll right. We'll see you next time. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Pop. Definitely, definitely going to just comb my hair.